The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as a potential for discussions about other topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the person stating them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Last call? No, no, last call. No, please, please, somebody, listen, no. Last call? Last call? Arg, you bastards, I said last call. Sigh. Who the hell am I talking to? Cricket? Is that what I'm reduced to now? Where the hell is everybody? Stupid apocalypse. Hello and welcome to our semi-annual Last Call episode, Summer 2020 edition on the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. So every six months, we recap the episodes that we released in the previous six months, brag about how many people are listening to us and where they are in the world, and then tell you about what's coming up in the next six months. And of course, there will be tangents. Always. But first, Ed's going to get us started off with his shout outs. Right. So it's been a really weird last six months for us. Um, Super weird. During our last last call, which was six months ago, mm-hmm. we were just entering the pandemic and the COVID and the lockdown and the quarantining and the sparkling isolation, <laughs> that we called it. And honestly, maybe I was just naive, but I really expected that when we were ready to do the next last call. This would be in the rearview mirror, but it's not. Yeah. It's still lingering. It's still a problem. And we're not going to get into why it's still a problem or what's going on or what isn't going on. But politics. It's just a matter of <laughs> it just still sucks. <laughs> and we all know it. So this is a place where we come to escape what sucks. So we're going to talk about what's good. Right. So a couple of the shout outs I want to talk about during this tough time that we've been going through. We've still not been able to go to our local lounge since our last, last call six months ago. Yeah. Except for one single night. They had an outdoor party for all the locker members and we went there and it was just a few weeks ago and it was so great to see everybody. It really was. And uh, to visit our liquor that's in the locker. It's been in there for six months. Ed calls it our uh, safety safety deposit of liquor. Safety deposit box of love. We had just ordered so much. We have like um, unopened bottle of Willet unopened bottle of henry mckenna tenure unopened bottles of powers mm-hmm. we have a liter of bullet rye um we have some leftover uh, angels emmy rye uh, we have another few, rye, I think. few few rye we right few. we have so many rye so it was like we had just ordered a whole batch of stuff in and then boom it got shut down we're like yeah. oh damn it so it just sits there like this beacon of hope for the future hey drink me guys come yeah. back yeah. hello darkness Hi. my old friend come back and drink me once again <laughs> so so we take our hats off they have done an amazing job and i have to say i'm pretty proud of the patrons of the local from what i hear from the owners derek and callum they've really had a good support from their main patrons and that makes me happy to hear now they're able to have outside seating and they're back to doing some semblance of normality I yeah would hope. yeah i remember anders texted us after we attended that 
And he's like, I'm, it was so great to see you guys at the lounge. And it was hopefully a harbinger of future normalcy. Right. And we saw Marty and Rachel, two of our oh, really yeah. good friends. They <laughs> actually sat with us. It was their 30th wedding anniversary. Yeah, congratulations again. <laughs> yeah. Just wonderful people. And we're actually, Marty just bought us a bottle of the Blood Oath 6th. Yeah. Well, he picked it up for us. I don't think he bought it for no, us. No, right. He bought it for us. To buy from, from him, him, I hope. Yeah. I'm not going to let him buy me a bottle of Blood Oath. No, but, no. But, um, <laughs> either way, he picked it up for us. And, Coming to a whiskey short near you. And we're going to drink it together with him too. Yes. Uh, he's invited us to hang out at his place. We will probably in like 24 feet all across the lawn, socially distancing, <laughs> like with megaphones and like PA systems. Hey, this tastes pretty good. What hey, do you think? It tastes like real, like oranges. <laughs> I'm definitely getting a citrus. <laughs> So once again, seeing uh, Marty and Rachel made it feel very normal. Anders, of course, we can't thank him enough. He's doing the COVID. We had a very short list of people that we would interact with, and we decided that Anders had to be on it. So <laughs> yeah, Anders has been on uh, several episodes with us that you've enjoyed, and we'll talk about them. Such an integral part of our success on here, and the friendship that we've developed over the last 18 months with him has just been spectacular. I, I really am so happy to have him as a friend of the podcast and make things so much easier. Absolutely. And um, everyone else who comes on the episodes with us that are becoming part of the podcast family, of course, Gabe, the Whiskey Sherpa, <laughs> um, my nemesis, um, <laughs> you know, the yellow stain to my mantras. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get you, <laughs> yes, That's bed bug. Don't, don't. Oh shit! You're that's mixing bed the bug. voices up. Damn it! What's yellow state? <laughs> oh hey, Ed. Yeah, just nothing. I leaked all over you. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So of course, Siobhan, who is always a tremendous voice of reason on the podcast when we have her, and is uh, starting to help us out with a little bit of social media. And yeah. uh, she's a photographer, so yeah, she's been she's taking our, some candid. Well, she doesn't know this, but I'll announce it right her? now. She's our director of social media, media, <laughs> and our director of marketing. She's our director of HR. <laughs> And Which, she's paid only in whiskey, right? Because uh, we can't afford anything else, right? So she's Sorry. um she's paid with admiration and affection. She's well, a great that person. that too, yes. right? Yeah, we're gonna try to uh, do better with our social media presence, especially on Instagram. So if you can follow us at, at Whiskey Tangent Podcast on Instagram, uh, right now there's nothing really there. Right? Don't but, don't don't go there today. But right. Like well, I don't know. Wait, we're we're recording maybe three weeks from now. It might some All things right. might be up. Yeah. So go there now. Forget yeah. what I said. Sure. Anyway. But the uh, Continue. So anyway, so we thank Siobhan for all her help when it comes to that. And she just actually walked in. She literally just walked in. She's in the background right now. Siobhan, give it a hey, hell yeah. Give a shout. Hello. Hello, Siobhan. Hello. Of course, we've also had some episodes involving our the ever-popular Jeff and Sue. Yes. And we're, we're looking to maybe have Sue come and hang with some of our other regulars because there's never a dull moment when she's around. It's always so much fun. <laughs> um. As far as my last major shout out, I have to say a big surprise for Scott and I mm. was the Whiskey Advocate coming out and saying that we're one of the podcasts to listen to for 2020. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I was flabbergasted. That's amazing. And I was so proud. And I thank Whiskey Advocate for doing that. Yes. Because I will say that once Whiskey Advocate noticed us, we started to get a lot more outreach from distilleries. Yeah. Um, we didn't know what was going on at first. Because this, this started happening in April. I didn't see the list until May. So I'm like, wow, we're like all of a sudden like. Yeah, we didn't put two and two together right. because we didn't know the first two. Because remember, by the time that list came out, we hadn't even really been out a year. 
No, that was just under a year. Right. So, I mean, I don't know for sure if it's directly because of them, but I'm assuming that it's helped. We we talked to Sexton, yep. Irish Whiskey. Did a short. And then we have been able to do an episode with William Grant and Sons, sent us their fistful of bourbon. They make a lot of well-established scotches that you know, like Glenfiddich and- Balvany Bal- and yeah. Kennedy and all that. Right. Yeah. They're just starting to kind of enter the bourbon world and they went with a blend first because they don't have any of their own stock. You know, They took five different bourbons and that's why it's fistful bourbon yeah and then there was a third one that you will have heard by the time this comes out but it's not out now so, so we're in the whiskey wormhole again <laughs> but legion legion beam centauri right to be approached by a distillery that scott and i really really are fond of and and grew up with yeah knob creek in particular which we should mention that we're drinking the rye Can cask strength barreled in 2010 and who bought it for me for my birthday siobhan did siobhan did <laughs> Thanks, Siobhan! Thank you! You're so welcome! Thanks! So the Knob Creek Cast Strength Straight Rye Whiskey, 127 proof. And I have to tell you, it's unbelievably smooth. It's that. terrific. It's stunningly smooth. And I have it on a cube, of course, because there's no reason to drink that straight. Isn't there? I think it's proof. Well, he's drinking a straight. His palate is very muted. He needs to put some hot sauce in it and then do a shot of it. But... Um, <laughs> I'm drinking it, and uh, the cube is melted. I only had a small cube, and so now I'm thinking it's about 105 proof right now, and it's delicious. Vanilla and caramel, it's such a good whiskey. It's so good. It's fucking good. And we have two more, which we won't mention, Right, coming up in what? episodes. So 31 and 32 will be collaborations with whiskey companies. Right. And once again, with the Legion episode, which was came out pretty close right before this, right? Directly before this. Right. Yeah. The one that just came out with Legion, you heard um, their brand ambassador, Adam, which we couldn't thank and what a nice guy yeah so knowledgeable what a great story about even how you become a brand ambassador if you're curious about that listen to the story why am i not a brand ambassador (laughs) damn it or as scott would say a dram ambassador so yes yes i am the dram ambassador you are the chancellor that's right though it's not chancellor's here (laughs) though it's not catching on slim jims for everybody (laughs) it's simply not catching on. oh it's not catching on but we'll keep trying (laughs) stop making fetch a thing gretchen So, so my shout out. Are you done? Are yeah, you I, mean, okay. I just want to say once again, sure. again, thanks to Adam for being on. And I think that's going to continue our goal for the next six months to get more industry people involved in the podcast with us, you know, more distillers and master blenders and, and have them come on and give us, you know, insights that we don't necessarily have just being fans of the whiskey. Yeah. Like uh, these are just regular people. Yeah. Right? These are just people who also love whiskey, just like we do, just like you do. And they're not unapproachable. And Adam in particular, was very willing to help put us in touch with other yeah. brand, brand ambassadors in his own company. Right, or, I mean, what he's basically said was, we want to talk about our product. Yeah. We want outlets for it. Yeah. We're it do- only helps right. them. We're, like, we're doing favors for each other, basically. They're, sure. make, they're making our content better, and they're educating us, but we're also giving them a platform for them to talk about what they want people to know about their product. Yeah. So my shout-out isn't actually not a listener. Well, at least I don't know if he's a listener. But I want to shout out the person who provides 90% of our music. Okay. And his name is Kevin McLeod. Of the Clan McLeod. Of the Clan McLeod. There can be only one. Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Slash music. And the intros to our episodes 
the background music that we play in almost every episode and short are his. And he allows people to use them under a Creative Commons attribution license, which is that we don't have to pay him anything, but we do have to attribute him to it and provide the link to the songs or to the website in whatever we're providing. Now, he's mostly for videos, but I'm using it for podcasts. Wait, he does it for our main theme song for the episode comes from him as well? It does. Yeah. All right. Now Whiskey our ma- on the Mississippi. Right. Now, our main one for the shorts is actually my son Michael's song, Freedom. Correct. But any time it's different than that, whether it's for the high-end cocktail or the whiskey wormhole... Anything like that is his. Again, it's like 90%. And we list it in the description under music credits at the very bottom of each one. And I just want to thank him because otherwise it wouldn't be as interesting to have just us talking. Sometimes it's cool to have, especially the the interludes between when we say we're going to take a break and then we pour whiskey. We just put a little like fun song in there and there it is. That tends to be relevant to what we're doing. So if it's a Scotch whiskey episode, then Scott will put Scottish music in there. And the fact this guy is so eclectic too. Oh, he like even, even in the Japanese one, like most of that is his too. Right. I would like to, to meet talk, him. I like to, to meet him. and talk to him. He sounds like a very interesting guy. And <laughs> uh, and once again, it's amazing because Scott is so so Scott. <laughs> For him to find one guy that he can get 90% of the music from is startling. Like, because God has such a high standard for creativity and how he wants things to sound. So for him to be surprised, like, I can't believe I found stuff I can use again. Like, Yeah. He's hundreds and hundreds of songs at all different genres. And you're able to go to the website and pick the genre that you think you want. And it comes like a dozen songs. And I just listen to each one. And some are appropriate. Some aren't. Like, some I just want as background music. Some I want as interlude music between our takes. And, and you know, the times that we've tried to stray from him. Oh. Oh, yeah, some yeah. of the prohibition ones I got in trouble for. Yeah, we had to change them over, but if you go on YouTube, it's still the original. They're still there. Shh. Shh. It's the pod bean that caught us, really. <laughs> okay, so I guess um, we can transition now into our listener demographics. All right, we're in the, in the part where who's listening compared to where we were six months ago. Yeah, so if you recall... Last time, we had 24 countries had listened to us. Sounds about right. Now, we're at 38. What? 38, bro. So in six months, we had another 14 We have another 14 countries. Do Do you know which ones that jumped on? Yeah. So the new countries are in order of listenership in the past six months. Okay. Taiwan. Okay. 42 downloads. It's probably one person. Yeah, one person in Taiwan. Listen to 42. Hey, hey, guy in Taiwan, you've still got 10 more episodes. Let's Taiwan go. guy or gal, thank you for listening. Yeah. All right, and the rest of these are under five each. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to say these in quick succession. Italy. All right. Switzerland. Wow. Hong Kong. Okay. Brazil. Nice. Singapore. Nice. Chile. Wow, we're now in three South American countries. I am so goddamn proud of myself. Japan. Oh, Russia. Wait, Russia's just getting on? Yeah, just getting on. I literally know people in Russia. I've been to Russia. There's I didn't a, do a good job. You didn't. <laughs> um, Poland. Okay. South Korea. Okay. Turkey. Nice. And the United Arab Emirates. Oh, my God. Dubai, anybody? Yeah. Burj Khalifa. I cannot wait. Whiskey Tangent, live from Dubai, everybody. I'm Ed. <laughs> I'm Scott. And Makakako to all of you. That's racist. <laughs> So with all of that, here's our top 10 of all time. All right. Right? United States, of course. Canada. It's number two. Canada's number two. Okay, that's interesting. Afghanistan. 
This is our buddy, uh, Brian. Brian. Who, Hello, Brian. Brian was in the National Guard. Hello, Brian. <laughs> and uh, he reaches out every once in a while. Yeah. It's, it's very good to hear Wait, from he's him. he's in the National Guard, not active? Right. He, he's doing actually uh, COVID-related things, like coordination mm-hmm. and COVID analysis. So I said that we didn't get a lot of feedback from our listenership. The only feedback that we really get is that people are continuing to listen to us. And he said that feedback was one of the hardest things about being in Washington, D.C. And so the only feedback that we ever really got outside of It's Good was his colonel talking to make sure that we put the number product out correctly every day. So he's doing COVID and he's not even getting good feedback. So we would encourage you, listeners, if you want to, you don't have to, if you would just send us an email to whiskeytangent at gmail.com, then we could converse and you could be mentioned on our next Last Call episode. Right. So we'll answer you back. You know, you want us to talk about something you want to talk about or you want to ask us a question or you want us to feature a certain whiskey that you think is pretty cool. Yeah. Reach and, out to us. And we will not use your email in any yeah. derogatory way. Oh, God, no. We would, no, we would never do that. And we, we, we don't use any last names on the podcast. No, that's true. It's, he's just Brian. Brian and Mrs. Brian. Right. Exactly. <laughs> who was the one who got him into it because she heard us first. So um, we're so glad that he got home to be with his family and everything. And, yeah. Uh, and, and he's and, safe. And, and uh, listen, he's one of our original early fans. And yeah. so one day he, he lives in the area. We'll have him on the podcast. Oh, I that want, would be great. We definitely want to have, we'll drink some whiskey with him right here. That's right. my goal. So that's why Afghanistan is number three because he was stationed over there for a while. Uh, number four with a bullet, Taiwan. I don't know where. Uh, tied for fourth uh, with Taiwan, Spain. Okay. That's uh, because your friend bill we talked about that <laughs> yeah, that's right he went on a trip to spain and took our cards and just dropped them around bars yeah, he, as he went he was also in italy and that was one of the new countries that we had in the past six months i mean bill is our uh, he's our brand ambassador yeah um <laughs> number five south africa uh that's amazing number six germany number seven india number eight mexico number nine ireland and number 10 the united kingdom good yeah all right, so now we did the countries. Let's do the states. Yeah. Last time, we only had 39 states. Right. Now, when you say only, because we only have 50, so that's only 11 missing. But we are now up to 47. 47 states. So who are the three people that refuse to come to the dance? The three states that have not listened to us. Wyoming. Okay. Nebraska. Okay. And Vermont. Now, Vermont's strange to me. It's very strange. Because... Whistlepig. Yeah, we just did a whole Whistlepig episode about know. Vermont. So that, you know... Somebody's not listening to us. Yeah. Scott needs to at Whistlepig.com our episode. So at least <laughs> the people that make the fucking whiskey listen to us, because they should. True, I thought the 12 years overrated, but I like the piggyback better. So you take what you want from that. Right. So we're going to do the top 10 states that listen to us. Number one, New Jersey. Number one, New Jersey. Yeah. The Garden State, home to us. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Right across the river from mm. us yeah. go eagles <laughs> maryland it's a beautiful state it's um it's oddly shaped it's weird shape the crabs i like baltimore more than most people wait are you saying that maryland has crabs that's mean mm. it's really mean number four california which is really surprising to me because we have no ties to california but it is the highest population state so it makes sense that people would find us organically sure uh number five new york course new york can't go wrong we have a lot of connections there and we've done some some interacting with people at hill rock and other places so yeah sure yeah number six moving up six spots from number 12 to number six virginia lovely lovely i love virginia honestly i've been to virginia a lot if you said you got to move to the south tomorrow i'm going to go to virginia well it's the most north south right right Right. it's the most north south (laughs) right Uh, so it's funny you say that so seven through ten are all in the south florida yep georgia okay missouri 
Interesting. Not in the South, though, but okay. Mm, right. Midwest. Central. Uh, and Texas. And so where's Kentucky at on there? Oh. Uh, Top 20, I hope. So, new state. Finally listen to us. How many downloads they got? Two. Two. <laughs> Fucking Kentucky, man. <laughs> it's bourbon. The state is bourbon. And only I go, two people have listened to us. I go to college there online. And I've actually shared that I have the podcast. I bet it's my friend Courtney from college. Oh, that would be awesome. That I bet be Courtney. I, I don't even know if Courtney's from Kentucky because a lot of us aren't, of course, because I'm from Jersey. Right. But if it's her, then that's great because I know that she said her and her fiance are listening to it. So if it is you, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to go through the episodes and shorts that we did them in order. We're going to skip over the Infinity Bottle. No one cares about that. Right. Well, we care <laughs> Which about I shouldn't it. say that. We care about that a lot. And so did 60 of you. <laughs> <laughs> when we first got into the lockdown, we were really disappointed that we weren't going to be able to have guests for a while. And we had planned on having a Scotch episode with Ed's good friend and co-worker, Joe. So, yeah, Joe. And his wife, Lisa. And he was going to bring a Glenn Morangi signet. Well, I said that. He doesn't know that yet. <laughs> that was my goal. Because that's like a $500 bottle. No, it's like, two, it's like 200 Oh, oh 200 Okay. It's, it's a nice bottle. Yeah. It's and, a nice uh, bottle. But I would good. get him to bring at least something that was comparable. And um, We were going to do a remote one. We were going to go to their place because right. they have a nice bar. and Yeah. Right. So we couldn't do that. Because of COVID lockdowns. But so we cobbled together this the Scotch episode uh, as best we could. Glenn Morangy tenure and a monkey shoulder, a sparkling isolation. And once again, this is a, you know, I really feel like Scott and I emulate a lot of you out there who are bourbon rye drinkers. And yet, you know, you're kind of mocked by the Scotch community because you're like, oh, you don't like Scotch whiskey. And we're like, it tastes like a, a smoky grass filled sock. But you're also curious. Right. Yeah. And if you're a real whiskey drinker, like Scott and, I, uh, Scott and I say that we are, you know that it's almost like, all right, so I play like double A baseball, but I want to get to the show and Scotch is the show. Scotch is the curveball in your repertoire right, for the pitcher. Right. If you don't like Scotch, mm. you can't get to the bigs. Right. So like the bottom line is yep. we know that we have to tangle with it. Smoky Petey Scotch, it's not my thing. I don't like smoky peaty scotches. I've been over that. Arbeg and me are not friends. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But yet, I am starting to enjoy scotches of the single malt variety. There's something to it. It's like a step up from Irish whiskey. I'm looking for a step up, not jumping right you know, up to my neck in the world of, what is it, Isla Scotch? Yeah, right. Isla. Right. Um, you don't want to jump up to your no. neck in a smoky peat bog. Yeah, right. With, I, don't, right I don't need smoky peat shoved up my anus, all right? Oh. Lagavulin is considerably more mellow than Lafroy or yeah. Arbeg. Yeah. And I still don't like it. Yeah. I, I drink it and all I taste is smoke. I don't like it. I quite liked it. And the reason why I like it is because it's so different from everything else that I drink. You know, Scott seems like a kid who just found masturbation and now. <laughs> He always wants to go to bed early every night. I'm like, we had a couple good experiences during the Whiskey Madness. Um, <laughs> Is 15 um, times in a day too much? And if I don't want to drink a lot, right. I'll just have a little Glen Cairn right. of the L Lagavulin because I know I'm just not going to inhale it like I will like a Knob Creek. No, right. And we're still babysitting towards Scotch. We'll have another Scotch episode coming. But once again, we want people to understand that we're doing this for the people like us. If you're a Scotch guy, listen to us with amusement because it's like <laughs> watching a child discover for the first time that that jelly tastes sweet or something. You know, right. it's like, or don't touch the hot burner. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you 
will burn your hand if you touch the ah! <laughs> yes will i ever belly up and ask for a lafroy or, or even a lagavulin willingly i don't know to me the, the monkey shoulder was a big step for me but if like you're at somebody's house and they have lagavulin and maybe that's all they have. If that's all they have, I criticize them. But what if they're Scotch drinkers? I, You'd have one. I would have one. one. I yeah. would have one, but because I want to drink. Right. I would have rubbing alcohol. No, no, you wouldn't. I would. I would. I'd have the green, the green <laughs> wintergreen antiseptic rubbing alcohol from the cabinet if that's all they had. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I would just be. I would be like scope minty fresh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, okay, I so, would not be happy. But listen, I will say this. If you have Chivas 12-year, I've completely changed on that. Normally, yeah, I would yeah. not like, I'm not doing Chivas. But now, right. from what we did with the Whiskey Madness and all that. Yeah. So uh, a good segue into that. We did a short right after episode 23. We kind of did a Whiskey Madness bracket tournament-like thing, but we did it double blind with high-end whiskey expressions. Right. During Whiskey Madness, everything had to be $60 or under. We had a bourbon bracket, a rye bracket, a Irish whiskey bracket, and a scotch bracket. Correct. And they all had to be under $60. And some pushed it a little bit. The green spot. The green spot was 60 right on the nose. <laughs> but we had these laying around. Like we do. Right. We had Little Book 3 and 2, which are both over $100. We had Midwinter's Night Dram mm. from High West, which is spectacular, over $100. So good. And a $95, $94 Hill Rock Double Rye finished in Saturn casks. And as I said on the episode, it was like a little whiskey-cation for our mouth. I mean, we were so excited to do that. Uh, it was me, Gabe, and Scott. And of course, yeah. Gabe fucked it up like always, but oh, it was- um, Yeah, Gabe was uh, not a fan of the higher proof stuff. He just isn't. Like, his palate is not attuned to that. I'm, I'm teasing him. He has. It's actually a very good whiskey guy and a good whiskey palate. And he was very drunk that night. We did not only that, but we did the Infinity Bottle and this one at the same right. time. And, and so he was a little belligerent. I would say he was. Can we say that the first whiskey was nice, a good whiskey? And can we say that this whiskey beat the living shit out of it, smacked its mother, ate its lunch, and then got in Whiskey One's car and drove away with Whiskey One's girl? Yeah. Well, to, to contradict you, uh, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not going to say it's bad, but for some reason, the heat is it's overwhelming taking, yeah it's taking away from the overall taste of it sure way once too again long. we're drinking it in its rawest form and i hear you he had water we in added it, water in it yeah but maybe not enough water He's you think i can't handle my drinks is that no, what you're saying no sir no i would never i would never say that to you well that's good because i can little bitch Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay so episode 24 our second episode by ourselves in lockdown Real we, quick though, little book three one the oh it did just saying because yeah. it was delicious I, I, though Gabe tried to ruin it he tried he tried to saboteur he tried to he was a saboteur whore ooh a saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so episode 24, sorry. No, no. Uh, so we wanted to do a second Weeder episode. We did originally one, episode 12, with uh, Maker's Mark and Larceny. And we wanted to do a higher-end expression of that. But we couldn't find Larceny Cast Strength. However, we were fortunate in that, locally, we have a liquor store near us, Benash, that we've mentioned many times. Yep. They did a partnership with MGP. Yep. To create their own weeded bourbon expressions that were also cask strength. All right, Rich and Billy over Panache. We have a great relationship with them. They're wonderful. 
Fritch's there, you're good to get three or four half shots in you to start your day. It's a right. Great... So, so not only did he take us into his back room and let us rummage through all of his whiskeys, he softened us up by giving us four tastes of like yeah. different Irish whiskeys that he just happened to have open at right. the same time. Just oh. enough to get our flavor in our mouth going, hmm, I want some whiskey. And then so it turns us loose in like a candy store. He lowered our inhibitions and then yeah, let us Rich loose. is the best. I went in there to buy some stuff, and they're like, hey, come over here, Ed. We have our own weeded bourbon. And I'm like, okay, I'll try your own weeded bourbon. Yeah, how good could it be? Yeah, I mean, I'll hear you. You made it, you made it, you basically picked it out yourself. Fine. And I took a sip of it, and it was cast strength and just delicious. Corn and vanilla and wheat and sweetness and spectacular. And I was like, this is one of the best things I ever drank. And not only did they do one of them. They did a second one. Yeah. And supposedly, by the way, a third one is due out this fall. Ooh. That's that's the rumor I've heard. Nice. So as, as this is coming out, start looking for it at Benash's. It could be there. If you're in Jersey, South Jersey. Right. Sorry, everybody else. But anyway, so we were able to compare the Maker's Mark Castranth with the weeder and the other weeder, and it was just a great episode. All right, so the second barrel, it's the same mash bill. It's two points higher proof, but it's a different barrel. So It's a completely different barrel. I'm yeah. looking at the bottle side by side, and they look exactly the same. The color... I can't discern any difference between the color of the two. No. No. It's amazing. No. 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 I can't, Ed. I can't. Don't make me. But the real underlying message there is that get your eyes out there if you're a whiskey drinker because there could be liquor stores or even restaurants or even private groups like the South Jersey Bourbon Drinkers putting out amazing whiskey product that is one of a kind and there and then gone. So I can only imagine how many great whiskeys are out there that we're missing. We're missing it. Speaking of great whiskeys that we're missing, the next thing that we did after that was the Blanton's Quick Taste in which our research we discovered. Yeah, it was shocking to us. Shockingly, that there are several expressions that are served only in the Far East, mostly in Japan, that we cannot get. And, and, no one will tell you this. Right. That Blanton's was originally created for the Japanese market. We have um, 10 or 11 different expressions that you cannot get in the United States. That is, I mean, first of all, let's be honest. We can barely get the regular fucking expression right. in the United States anymore. It's so hard to fucking find. And no, Buffalo Trace, fuck you again. I take that back. Just don't mad. leave, don't leave mad. I was don't just leave. mad. Don't never send us free stuff. Um, don't never send, okay, good. <laughs> it's stunning. The research we found out. And I love watching people hate on Blanton's like it's not a good bourbon. It's a great bourbon expression. The problem is it's not a great bourbon expression for $90. It's a great bourbon expression for $55. Right. All right. I mean, I read the hate on Blanton's and I just laugh. I'm like, some people, they just can't chill. Like they have to show how articulate their palate is. Like, oh, I know everyone else likes Blanton's, but mm, it's really just pedestrian to me. You know, have you had the peerless? Right. There's always going to be people who say, conversely, they were there when right. the original. So, oh, I was into Blanton's like 10 years ago. You're into Blanton's now, lame. Right. Now I'm into peerless. So if right. you're not drinking that, then. Right. I always go Metallica Black Album. All right. <laughs> Everyone yeah. loved Metallica for Kill 'Em All and uh, Master of Puppets. And then when the whole world found out that Metallica was amazing, 
the hardcore Metallica fans are like, oh man, they sold out, bro. So yeah. I'm over with Megadeth. Yeah. Ever since Clive died, man. Ever since Clive. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Metallica, man. They're Met- fucking posers now, man. Posers. They actually got a good producer for once. Yeah. So oh my God. Fuck they, they sound so overproduced. Yeah. You mean they sound clear? Yeah. You can okay. hear them now, man. All right. So. All right. Cool. But it's the same thing. It's like, oh, Blanton's is so overrated, man. Is By it? the way, uh, Death Magnetic, best uh, Metallica album ever. Most underrated. I'm not going to say it's best, but definitely most underrated. I'm going to say best. I'm throwing it down right now. Don't argue with me in public. Death either. Magnetic, Shh, best stop Metallica it. Stop it. album stop it. ever. Episode 25, <laughs> <laughs> High Proof Prohibition Era Cocktails, Great Rants about Great Ants. Now, this is the first cocktail episode that we had ever done without anybody in it. Our third episode in a row without any collaboration. Right, because we were on COVID. And also, it was kind of fun. Like, we used this as an excuse to not rely on Anders. <laughs> Yeah. Who has been a tremendous crutch for us because he's so, like, it's, we're almost like, why would we make our own cocktails when we have someone who's so talented? He is such a master mixologist that when he's around, we're like, all right, just make, just tell us what to make, make us stuff or tell us what you, what you want to make. Yeah. We and, did the first two ourselves. Then he did 15 and 20. So 25, because of COVID, we decided we would do our own. So we go into the cocktails, three of them, recipes that are for the, Regular strength products, so like on we, what Maker's Mark, um, Knob Creek, and no. um, Old Ezra. Right. What we decided to do is take that recipe and then punch it up to high proof. Yeah. Because Scott and I both like high proof expressions, mm. and we find that sometimes when you put like an eighty-five or a ninety-proof whiskey into a drink mm. with simple syrup and and vermouth, it kind of goes away for us because we're so used. To like I'm drinking right now Sagamore Spirit arrive at 110 proof yes as am i right and so we're drinking this straight so when you take like 85 proof whiskey throw it in some fucking vermouth we're like where is the whiskey Mm. so one way we've battled that is we tend to take the vermouth part down the simple third part down and the whiskey part up sure so we said well wait a minute what if we just replaced the regular spirit with the higher proof or cast trans version so we went to maker's mark we took their version of a whiskey sour yeah and we inserted the cast strength 109.6 yes uh then we made a bullet sour because i right because we, we didn't really like the maker sour. right we didn't like it not <laughs> but we had some bullet bourbon around that was barrel strength at 125 which is so fucking hot and yep. we put a little less simple syrup in it and a little less lemon juice and it was fucking way better okay folks so here's what happened <laughs> We're not doing the scoff law just yet. Just yet. So Ed convinced me to make a single drink that we split in half. <laughs> We're using high proof bullet bourbon barrel strength 125.4 proof. <sighs> right. And I made it the same way, just switching out the maker's mark for the bullet. And what we also did was we oh. doubled the lemon juice and we cut the simple syrup in half. Like Completely. So what I said is that we did the same thing. We did nothing of the right. same thing. We did nothing the same. <laughs> we used a different whiskey. Except we used different we ex- proportions of <laughs> lemon juice. We excluded egg whites from both of them. <laughs> we did. And also, there's no lemon rind or... <laughs> Or ice nah, or cherry. Nah, we're just going straight for the drink at this point. It's very, it's very pulpy, I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's very pulpy. But now we're really buzzed up. So then we went around two. We made one of the best drinks I ever had with mm. this is the best drink I think we made without Anders. Yes. Scoff law. Yeah. We use Knob Creek Cast Strength Rye. Yeah. Uh, 127, driver mousse, grenadine, lemon juice, orange bitters, lemon peel, and we made this just delicious. And guess what? I have all those ingredients right now. Nine. We could we could make that shit right fucking now. Pause. Very, I 
Okay, so we're back. Scott has made us a scoff law, <laughs> which we couldn't resist because we realized that we had the Knob Creek Cast Strength Rye, yeah. the dry vermouth, the grenadine, lemon juice, orange bitters, and a nice lemon peel garnish. We had it all. And so this episode was amazing. Again, a lot of Prohibition music went into this. This was not Kevin McLeod's music, of course. This was actual Prohibition music, public domain from the era uh, right. that I made sure this time. <laughs> <laughs> not under copyright one of them was called titanic blues by virginia liston yeah from 1924 <laughs> i'm like that's pretty fucking cool like virginia Liston was sitting around going like hey man you know what sucked the titanic <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about a guy who loses his wife on the titanic so we made four drinks that day yes round one one b which was a bullet tower then we went to the scoff law which we're drinking now and then the bourbon 76 which we found kind of mm-hmm. underwhelming yeah, it was which was old as for seven champagne, honey, and lemon juice. I, it sounds like it should have been better than it was. It just wasn't that good. So my first sip is basically champagne, right? Because you pour the champagne on top of the other stuff, but as it kind of bubbles up, I mean, you definitely taste the lemon. Yeah, it's like champagne and lemon right now. I have yet to get to the whiskey. I have yet to get to the honey either. Like, th- there's no sweetness in this at all. I don't like it's, the way. I don't like the way they made us do this. It's champagne and yeah, lemon. I, I appreciate the effort that they put into it, but yeah. it just didn't work. I think it might work for the original thing, which was oh, sure. gin or vodka. Was it gin? The, the French 75 is a legitimate drink. It was originally cognac. I think people drink it with gin now, and it's a it's a good drink. Uh, the bourbon 76, mm, no. Yeah, the champagne it ruins the whiskey for me. It just didn't work. Yeah. So if you've never had a scofflaw, go back and listen to the episode. And I'm telling you right now, everyone will love it. It's quite good. The scofflaw was definitely the great find from that. Definitely. Yeah. So the the next thing we did was the Widow Jane Decadence Quick Taste. This was a whiskey that a friend of ours was drinking one night on his deck, and he sent us pictures of it, and we're like, oh, well, that sounds amazing. It was a small batch whiskey finished in maple syrup barrels. Right. And I tell a story of my first night walking into the local pub, and Lisa was the bartender, and I said, hey, make me something i've never had before and she may be a widow jane not with the decadence but just with the regular bourbon manhattan which was delicious and i thank lisa for that that was my first experience with the local and and of course i've gone on to become a, a permanent member there if they were open i'd be there right now we wouldn't even be recording i'd be just sitting there right now loving he, it he loved it so much he made me a permanent member as well. right. <laughs> and so when we saw the widow jane decadence come up we said we got to try it and we love angel envy rye it's one of our favorite whiskeys all time yeah and so we saw the whole hey the maple syrup finished whiskey we got to right. give it a try and we weren't disappointed no i mean we decided though that it's a dessert whiskey it's something that you will have at the end of the night when you want just one more but you don't really want what you've been having already you want something to right. finish it's- the night I'm glad that we started with this today. Um, I'll never start with it again. <laughs> but I could totally see myself sitting around going like, I want one more drink tonight. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let's have a little Widow Jane on a globe and call it a night. Agreed. And contrary to my drinking of bourbons, usually, I like this with a lot of ice and water in it because yeah, it, me it, too. it makes it a lot less sweet, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Hey, so if you have a couple dollars in your pocket and you're a deeper whiskey drinker or you like sweeter whiskeys yeah. or your girl likes sweeter whiskeys, sure. you know, and you want to treat her for her birthday or Christmas or you're just rolling that large. This can be on the decanter every night, <laughs> right by the bed. You know what I'm saying? Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs>
I can't see drinking two of these. It's very sweet, but it's a nice change and it's delicious. <laughs> and it's a great bottle to give somebody when you don't know what to give them because they don't know they like this either. Yeah, people are going to be surprised when they taste it. Like, this is a whiskey? Well, now you've just introduced them to the world of whiskey. So episode 26 took us into the world of Japan whiskey. Yeah, this was our first Japanese episode. We were super excited to do this. And this is sort of how sometimes we definitely plan an episode. We plan the themes, we do the research, and then we do the episode. This was one that sort of came about kind of by accident. We wanted to do a Japanese episode. Ed wanted to do some more higher expression ones of Japanese. And and Anders was like, mm, no, I'll you, you yeah. got to walk before you run. I'll here. tell the story. I had, yeah. had a Habiki Harmony and I thought it was one of the most delicious whiskeys I've ever taken. And we'll definitely do that mm. down the road. Mm-hmm. But it's like 75 a bottle. Yeah. It's yeah. not cheap. It's a higher expression. Right. right. And Anders was like tremendous in the fact that he's like, yeah, like you're already going to jump up to like a $75 bottle. You haven't even done entry level expressions. And so he brought us over the Suntory Toki and the Nika Coffee Malt Whiskey. I want to thank Anders for not only being here, but also choosing the two whiskeys for us to highlight. And here's the best part, bringing the two whiskeys with him. <laughs> yes. I mean, you want to, if you want to talk about the best guests we've ever had in the podcast. I bought my way onto this podcast. <laughs> he literally arrived. He brought his knowledge. He told us which whiskeys would be the best for us to compare. And then, oh, wait, I'll bring the two bottles with me. So Also, uh, sorry, Gabe. <laughs> I saw Gabe today, actually. He came over to get Siobhan's uh, cat tower. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's... So not cool. Well, his daughter wants a cat. Yeah, so because it's like that's the most cunty thing I could ever picture him doing right now. Like <laughs> getting a cat tower. I don't know. It's just something weird about like, hey man, yeah, like I just roped a steer, drank some whiskey, and then I went and got a cat tower for my daughter. <laughs> like fuck, no. He was getting tower. a cat tower. A He's cat a respectable tower. man, and you better respect that. Well, I don't. He has I, a daughter who wants a fucking cat head. Okay, listen. <laughs> If he wants to listen. <laughs> anyway, so you saw Gabe today. That must have been nice. Yeah. Yes, it, oh. it really was. How's really. he doing? He's doing fine. Getting a cat, I hear. He is getting a cat. It's yeah. The only puss he's had for a while. Oh, damn. Shit. And Scott went on the internet and he bought a. <laughs> oh my God. How many were there? I have a whole bowl here. Uh, I got these off of Amazon. Uh, less than $20 for like 36 snacks. Right. These are children's snacks. They're very colorfully labeled. Actually, you know what? Here's a, a group of five of these. So you guys choose one of these five. Right. These are called Umaibo. Oh, okay. And they are puffed corn. And I have the flavors of all but one of them. All right, I'm going to take the blue one, I think. I'll take red. I can tell mine's not expired till August 1st. Besides that, I have no idea what this is. It's mostly in Japanese. Oh, this is so fun. Oh, my God. Uh, this takes me back to uh, high school. What's mine? Because mine's got like a vinegary Andy Cap pub fry. Almost like a salt and vinegar potato chip flavor. Yeah, so, Ed, the one that you have is um, tonkatsu sauce, which is uh. a salty, sour sauce that they use on tonkatsu, which is a okay. pork cutlet. What you have, Anders, I couldn't find on the internet. What does it taste like? It's apple. It's definitely apple. Is it? It's got a little bit more of a sourness to it, huh. but it's got the consistency of like a puffy Cheeto, right? But more of the flavor profile of apple jacks, like this. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I have um mentai, which is Pollock Row. Oh, um, that's awesome. So it's basically caviar flavored. So I'm gonna oh. taste it. Mentai. Huh. It is fishy, but it's also sweet. Mm. <laughs> that's actually not bad at all. It was so much better than I thought it was gonna be. While we have these snacks, Ed is pouring some toki. Just getting ready. Here, pour me some toki. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, we promised Anders that he wouldn't have to pour, but now he's pouring. I've poured so many drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in the middle, though. We, we gave That's him true. a place of honor. So. Yeah. To be fair, I oh. haven't poured many drinks over the past two months. So That's also true, right? My pours are probably off. <laughs> yeah, he's actually missing the glasses. It's going all over the counter. He's so out of practice. It's uh, like I'm, an I'm, airplane with a, <laughs> has a drinking problem. <laughs> he's got a pouring problem. And we just tasted whiskey and we ate these Japanese snacks in between the music that I was able to get for this. It's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. It is one of the best episodes we did, bar none. It is a completely new frontier for us. They've been making good whiskey in Japan going on 100 years. Yeah. And because of Anders' influence, chose two expressions that really highlight the approachable Japanese whiskeys that are out there. The Suntory whiskey, which of course is part of Beam Suntory, yeah. is made just for America. And it is a light color. Very and it light. tastes very similar to Green Spot. But yeah. yet it's only 35 to $38 It's cheaper. A bottle. Yeah. And it has a definitely scotch finish. Yeah. To it. It's got that spicy barley finish. Again, though, uh, not smoky. Not at if all. Not it, peaty, not smoky. Very approachable. Yeah. If you're a bourbon or a rye drinker and you're a little bit intimidated by scotch, right? we suggest maybe take a side trip to Japan and try some of their expressions because they're going to be sort of a scotch light. They're going to be an introduction to scotch to you because, as you may have learned on the episode, if you listen to it, and if you didn't, go back and listen to it and you will learn, the Japanese whiskey makers went to Scotland to learn how they made whiskey. Right. And they went back and took the stuff that they learned mm -hmm. and applied it mm -hmm. to Japanese whiskey made by Japanese people with right. Japanese ingredients. Correct. So the next one we did after the Japanese one, we did a short about the top 10 rise. Uh, a long time ago, we did top 10 bourbons right. of the uh, unwashed masses. Uh, this was the Ranker.com bourbons. Right. This is the Ranker.com rise. However, we also did the top 10 rise of me, Ed, and Anders. Right. It was great to have him back. And he was excited to do this because he told us that our top 10 bourbon episode was one of his favorite episodes that he'd listened to multiple times. Yeah. We talked about the top 10 rise that... A, we felt. Right. We each voted for three, yeah. and then we chose, of course, Bullet, and then that was the 10. Right. Yeah. And then we ranked them, and then we right. had arguments about the ranking. Number six, Bullet. No surprise. Um, well, maybe it's surprise that it's number six, but there's no surprise that it's on this list. Yeah. I'm surprised that we didn't find a way to make it higher. <laughs> this was the one argument, I think, that we had. Right. It won our uh, Whiskey Madness tournament to um, great consternation, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to buy us. And we picked it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we were surprised. You know, this is going to push getting a free bottle from Tom back <laughs> probably a couple of months. Uh, we already got one free bottle. <laughs> right. That's true. Uh, we're ahead of the game. Right. Well, we're not because we buy a giant bottle like once a month. Um, but um we're like really getting into rise i was probably person to get us into more rise than ed was ed does prefer sweeter bourbons but i'm sort of dragging him kicking and screaming he's actually nudging me because okay nudging okay i mean i do like bullet rye i was the one that put the few rye in our locker yeah because i like it i drank the calf strength rye tonight i'm drinking a scofflaw which is made with rye <laughs> you almost totally finished yours and i haven't even started yeah, you know me yeah so we talk about how <laughs> gulp I used to be king in this country, and it was prohibition that killed it, and it is getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Whether it's with Sagamore in Maryland or Whistlepig in Vermont yeah. or Basil Hayden, Dark Rye, Basil Hayden, Caribbean Rye, Basil Hayden Rye itself, Knob Creek Rye, Knob Creek Castrant Rye. So what we've seen is a whole rye resurgence as the country 
has started to move back towards rye whiskey. Right. This was really the uh, impetus for us doing uh, the episode 28, the rye surgeons with the whistle pig mm-hmm. and the Sazerac rise. But the next episode that we actually did, episode 27, was coming out around 4th of July. Right. And we had had Jeff on for the previous 4th of July episode, which, a year we, ago. which we focused on Jefferson. Right. So we decided to focus on a single distillery again, this time the James E. Pepper distillery. Right. And then specifically the 1776 bourbon, and we decided to pair it with the rye. 1776, it made sense for the, for the Independence Day. It's fucking named 1776. It's not like me and Scott went out on a limb here. And I'll sure. tell you right now, before we even get into the episode, what a fascinating guy and story. Oh, yeah. And I have no idea what he put out as a whiskey. It certainly isn't the shit that we drank on that episode. I'm not finishing this, and that's happened maybe three times in our whole podcast history. That's kind of amazing thing. That I'm you not said that. finishing it. I agree. It's very pedestrian. There's nothing special about it. More importantly, it leaves a shitty aftertaste in my mouth. I don't want in my mouth anymore. Yeah, wow. This is... um. Yeah, I take this out of my mouth. It's not... It's not <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's a little better with ice and watered down a little bit, but it's still not something that, as Ed said, ever going to order or enjoy. Wow. You know, I was wondering wow. what would make a liquor store owner not carry a matching pair to the rye. I mean, they, everyone has both if you're going to have them. <laughs> right. He's so right. And he's like, I don't care for the bourbon. Bourbon's not good. The rye's good. Wow. So we'll see if he's right. Yeah. Because the bourbon wasn't good. Yeah. It was so, not. So, Billy. <laughs> If you're listening. Billy, if you're listening, <laughs> if, if you're doing your job and listening to my podcast like I've asked you to, <laughs> Billy's from Benash. And, and Benash, and we've talked Billy about Billy from Benash yeah, said that, that the before. bourbon's not very good. I think that he would be okay with me saying that. James E. Pepper's been dead since 1906, so I think he's probably not going <laughs> to deal with it. And we'll highlight that. Right, his the... death is actually kind of interesting coming up. It is. Because right now, it's like the death of my taste buds or something. Like I poured that half a bottle of bourbon down the sink. Only time in my life yeah. that I've poured bourbon out. Honestly, it was the most surprising moment in the whole podcast history. Now, the rye was not my cup of tea. Yeah. However, yeah. it was unique. Incredibly spicy. Yes. So there's people out there, those yes. people who like the ghost pepper sauces sitting, and shit like the world. Sitting to the right of right. you. Right Scott now. liked it. He thought it made an amazing <laughs> cocktail. Oh No, I drank it straight. If you like a spicy rye and not a lot of sweetness, you're going to love it. Yeah, so when we did that episode, since we were so put out, because Jeff and Sue were on that, and they agreed with me and Ed on the bourbon, and they they all agreed with Ed on the rye. I was the only one who liked the rye, so only one person, me, liked one of the whiskeys. So we were like, well, let's try to save the podcast, so we, we we did some jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bungholes Comedy Club, where we give you the very best in whiskey-centric comedy. Please silence all cell phones, abide by your six-drink minimum, dicks, and remember to tip your waitresses whenever they decide to show up. Wait, there are waitresses? And oh, do we have a show for you tonight. Now presenting the comedic stylings of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast co-hosts, reading random whiskey jokes off the internet. You suck! Right. Listen... It was fun. Fucker fish or not. So uh, Jeff and Sue, the same time they came and we recorded what we thought was going to be a short. Right. So Jeff had found this amazing whiskey that had been distilled in honor of Haley's Comet in 1986. Right. His father passed away and he went into his dad's liquor cabinet, so to speak. And there it was. Well, I grew up in 
Blackwood, New Jersey. Yes. And my entire life, my parents had a bar in the back of the house. Mm. And one party, my one cousin's husband, who was a bartender, came and gave him this bottle. And this was 1986. Wow. Just released for Haley's Comet, which was coming that year. Yeah. And he gave it to my father. Was your father a whiskey drinker? Not really. He was a gin drinker. Explains went, why it's not open. <laughs> right. So it went right under the bar <laughs> yeah. and where it sat next to God knows what they used to drink. Right. Like blackberry brandy and <laughs> all kinds of <laughs> shit. Rock and rye. Seriously. It was, has, it was the 80s. Kahlua. Every, everyone's going through like their parents' mm-hmm. like old cupboard, you know, of yeah. liquor. And it's like, it's just terrible. It's, yeah, it's sad. Stuff. Sad liquor. Like, yeah. It's like peach schnapps. Like <laughs> amaretta. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of amaretta. Yeah. The Di Sirona with the old brown bottle and uh, dust. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, the Haley's Comet whiskey was put out with a 13 different expressions blended together, of which the youngest was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Some were older. Mm-hmm. So it was 13 different scotches blended together in 1986 and bottled. But the youngest one was put into the barrel when Scott and I were like six. Yeah. So no one had tasted this whiskey, no. this particular bottle of whiskey. The the plastic was still on the top. Right. For 46 years. Right. So again, it was going to be a short. So our shorts are usually less than 20 minutes. Correct. We recorded so much good stuff because Jeff had brought fun facts about 1986 and I had done the same research as well. So when I distilled it down, distilled it, right? It was still like 35 minutes right. and there's no way, uh, even though this podcast is ours and we can do whatever we want, Correct. there's no way that we're going to call something that's 35 minutes a short because right. it's but, just dumb. Right. And it was an episode. So we named it something that we've already been talking about right. being in the whiskey wormhole. <laughs> Correct. Whereas we're recording something that comes out after the thing that we're talking about. Correct. I think that's right. So yeah. we call the whiskey wormhole. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of taste. A journey into a wondrous tavern whose shelves are filled with the bottles of expert research. So informative whose bartenders pour healthy drams of goofy-assed humor. So dumb. Bad singing. Crickets. And silly sound effects. Even more crickets. I'm sorry to inform you that you've fallen into the whiskey wormhole. So we decided that once a year, we're going to find some singular expression. Or twice a year, or, or whenever we do it. Or whenever we do it. It <laughs> might not be even once I'm, a year. I already have some in the hopper right now. Yeah. So we're going to take a whiskey wormhole, we're going to take a year, and we're going to talk about a singular expression that was released in that year, and then we're going to talk about that year in particular. And then that's right. what we did on this episode. Right. So the next one we did after that, we uh, uh, Shivani Gabe came over and we did two things. The first thing that we did was our first collaboration with right. another company. And this was Sex and Irish Whiskey Quick Taste. Right. 
So it was like, I don't know, uh, two months ago, somebody from the marketing company for Sexton Irish Whiskey uh, sent us an email to the whiskeytangent at gmail.com email address. You know, it was sort of a surprise. It's like, you want to send us a bottle of whiskey and we're going to sure. review it? Um, yes, please. Oh my God, we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we made it. <laughs> yeah. And it was a female distiller. I mean, master blender, if you will. Started her career in the timber industry. So she knows all this about wood her story is so freaking amazing to follow her mm-hmm. like she's hanging out in spain on her travels after she gets her like i don't know master distiller degree whatever you get and she's like hanging out with like a priest and she's sipping on the communion wine and she's like wow this kind of i kind of dig this and so she ends up getting this french oak shipped to her yeah ages it to where she wants it for like 18 months then yeah. she makes barrels then she puts her fucking whiskey in it and she ages it. Then she ages it in the sherry barrels, mm. similar to the communion wine that yeah. she liked in Spain. And then she makes this amazing product, puts it in a sick bottle, which is a hexagon, with a crazy, like... Such a great bottle. Fucking steampunk fucking skull on the side with a top hat. And it's $27 or something. Like, if you don't go buy it and drink it, you're just... You're missing an opportunity to experience something that is unique to Sexton Irish whiskey. Yeah, if the Japanese whiskeys was my favorite episode, this is my favorite short. Really? Yeah, because... Of the last six months or ever? Of the last six months. Yeah, because Be- Halloween short is my favorite oh, all time. Oh, well, yeah, the Halloween short. You if you haven't be. heard the Halloween short, go back and listen, listen to, to the Halloween short. It's a tragic nightmare that's just spectacular. So after we did the Sexton, as right. I said, uh, Siobhan and Gabe were here. We did a full episode, 28, Whistle Pigs versus Sazerac Resurgence. So what do you want to do first? Do you want to do a little bit about the history and the resurgence of the rye, the rye surgence, as I coined it? (laughs) Or do you want to get into the Sazerac and then the Whistle Pig and do the history later? No, no. Let's do a little bit of the history, and then we'll do the Sazerac first, and then we'll save what I hope to be the best for last. All right. Thank you. Oh, God. I forgot her name. Saving the best for last. Siobhan, help me out. Is it Natalie? No. Saving the best for last. Oh, forget it. Is it Whitney Houston? It's on the tip of my tongue. She was Miss America. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. There we go. Dang. Saving the best for last. That's right. And you yeah. don't remember? You don't remember that song? I just she don't know why you work so hard for that. I'm confused. But, but, wow. Because there's editing. Well, because she was a, a one-hit wonder and she also appeared uh, in Playboy. Whoa. Slow down. One she hit was wonder. not a one-hit wonder. Pump your brakes. Raise That's your right. hand if you've seen her in concert. Wow. How did I know? Wow. How did I know? There you go. Opened up for Luther Vandross. Wow. I, oh, wow. You sold two. <laughs> wow. I got laid that X. night. <laughs> <laughs> If you did not get laid that night, there was something seriously wrong. And see, that's why I tried so hard. <laughs> exactly. Right. We believe it's taken a full century for American whiskey to come back to where it was before Prohibition. Very Particularly sad. rye. Rye was beat down tremendously. They weren't really included in the six distilleries that were allowed to stay open. They, they were, were not. all bourbon. Yep. And the reality is that what we're seeing now, rye is starting to make the move. Now, I feel that rye has the biggest upside. Bourbon is kind of what it is. We already see it. Mm. But rye is going to continue to expand. Yeah, I think I think so too. Because bourbon, absolutely, Renaissance has come out in the early 2000s. And what happens is people just kind of get bored with the latest thing. And they want to have something different. And rye is different. Right. Rye is historical. It's forgotten. A lot of bartenders and drinkers were like, mm, 
to try something new. So a lot of bartenders right. were like, well, well, let me put a rye in this cocktail that usually has a bourbon in it, and let's just make something right, new. Right, And, you know, we were a little bit disappointed in the 12-year Whistle Pig, $115. Yes. And then I introduced a bottle of the uh, Piggyback, which is six years old, and like $45. Mm. And Scott and I both thought that the Piggyback six-year was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. For $45, I'm going to take the Piggyback all day long. Yeah, sometimes you can't escape right the taint if you will that the price of the whiskey puts on the base of the whiskey no i hear you and we want to taste the uh, thomas h handy from sazerac and we will yeah we have I a little you, bit we were very lucky to foreshadowing, get foreshadowing we yeah. have some we will taste it and we'll bring it up in the future and we're going to compare it to the sazerac because that's the up expression of right. that so the next uh short episode was a quick taste for a fistful of bourbon Another collaboration, William Grant and Sons, a very famous scotch I distributor. Mean, very famous. They have some iconic scotch whiskeys. Yeah. And they decided to do what you do when you don't have a field of corn and rye to pull from. They sourced their whiskey and they took five of them. So this kind of just drives home the whole concept of blends, yes. right? This full of bourbon is five different bourbon barrels. We've done several expressions on this podcast yeah. that we featured that have been blends. And, and I'll defend all of them. I really will. Yeah. and But prior to, say, 2000. Uh, 2010. Okay. Yeah, 10 years ago. Prior to 2010, the word blend mm -hmm. has a bad connotation. Right. It's like you don't have shit to fucking bring to the market. You're just mixing a bunch of shit together. Yeah, because a lot of people were not blending bourbons or rice together. And now they are. Right. And people are finding out that it's actually delicious. Whistle Pig, Blood Oath. Jefferson's? I mean, you can keep going. There's, there's other ones <laughs> out there. And yet, you know, like a single barrel Baker's is also very exciting. Like, what did they come up with? What did they pick? So you have a, a single barrel, you have a small batch, and now you have a blend. So it adds a third element in the last 10 years that didn't exist. Well, that's the perfect segue into episode 29, in which we paired the Baker small batch with the Baker single barrel. <laughs> The 1992 small batch bourbon collection was released by what is a whiskey god to us, Booker No. Yep. And he came out with Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, Booker's, and Baker's. Yeah. And for numerous reasons, Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, and Booker's all went on to big famous things it's like the supremes right there's like mary <laughs> wells there's like uh right diana ross and then there's the other girl yeah then you look at destiny's child right there's beyonce yeah. there's kelly Rowland, mm -hmm. and then the there's the other. other girl and actually another girl and another girl that's a whole other story sure it doesn't fit our narrative right but the reality is baker's is the other girl <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. I just poured Baker's small batch into my glass, 107 proof. Mm -hmm. And this is a small batch. This is, you know, the one that's being phased out. And I've drank Sagamore straight whiskey, mm -hmm. 110 proof. I drank the Knob Creek cast strength rye, mm -hmm. 127 proof. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now mm. that the sip I'm taking here on the Baker's is the best thing I drank in the last hour. Wow. That's how good Baker's is. And yeah. yet we slept on it. Yeah. And we say on the episode, it's like, mm -hmm. why did we sleep on this? This is terrific. And then we tasted yep. the single barrel. And we're like, yeah, that's also good. I still think Woodford Reserve is the perfect basic bourbon profile. Mm. But a Baker's, which is about mm, mm. 10 or 12 points higher than a Woodford Reserve proof-wise, yeah. is where a mature bourbon drinker should be. Mm. I mean, Booker's is not made to be drank straight. 
Booker note would tell you, put a cube on it, drop a couple drops of distilled water in it. But at 107, Baker's can be handled right where it is, which is what I'm doing right now. And it's delicious. What can we do? Oh, uh, God damn it. So I can't work like this. Random belligerence. Javon sneezing edition. So the next thing we did after episode yeah, twenty nine, yeah, what we do for that? Scott? What we did we... the quiz key. Oh yeah, that was fun with you, Anders, and Gabe because you had never won before, mm-mm, mm-mm. and because Anders and Gabe had been there for episode thirty, the cocktail episode, right. which we'll be talking about after this. This was a quiz <laughs> in the hopes that you might win one yeah. of these quizzes. Right, and I fully admit the advantage. I was at all the quiz keys. Gabe, right, Gabe was at half. Anders was a half. Yes. The ones that included them. Yeah, but you know what? They should be fucking listening they to should this be. Those two guys should be listening to every episode. They so should. They've been they on sh- the podcast. They should be listening to right. all of them, especially Absolutely. the ones that they were in, Right. which is what the questions were about. <laughs> I think Scott threw me a softball here. I think maybe I did. But if you go back and listen to it, those questions were not easy. No. No. Just for the record, I still could have lost on the last <laughs> question. Could've. I want to point that out. In round three, Ed had 600, Gabe had 300, Anders had zero. So the total of the first three rounds, Ed is winning with 1125, Mm. Gabe has 650, and Anders (laughs) has 50. Right, so Ed has to bet oh. some points at least. <laughs> so if I, if I double oh. it, Ed, you get it right, and Ed doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I dominated, I still can lose at the very end. I could have lost to Gabe on the last question. Those quizzes are so much fun. Yeah. I have a fun time. And once again, this is not something that if you're a cherry picker, you yeah. don't you don't listen to the quiz keys. No, we're not. The gonna quiz send keys this are only for people who listen to all the episodes. Yeah, because it celebrates Gabe and Anders and their contributions <laughs> to the podcast, and it's dumb and funny. Yeah, and if you're a fan of the podcast for what it is, you yeah. listen to it. Right. If you want to learn about what the hell Sazerac Rye and Whistle Pig Twelve Year is, no, you're not going to listen to it, and that's fine. Right. So that's why we name the episodes in particular right we give them a capital e episode and we give it a number because right. we have actually crafted these episodes for whiskey lovers and they have a theme right the shorts are can be random like they could be quick tastes of right. a single expression they, they could be quiz keys they could be top 10 list they could be all these other things right. that's why we don't name them episodes because Word. we know that people have different tastes correct that's all I want to say. So, episode 30, cocktails. This is a great example of what Andre brings to the table. His skill level is, I think, really put on display for this episode. The cocktails that he makes are so much better than ones that I could make in my own kitchen, that, and most of us can. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that it takes an episode like this for me to really appreciate his skill set. Of course, during the episode, I didn't honor him in that way. I instead suggested that he would have done really good if he was the bartender on the love boat uh, right you instead com- of isaac right you compared him to isaac and then, right. and then, and then you made right. probably the funniest <laughs> malaprop that has ever been on the podcast right. and it's interesting that you mentioned jerry thomas because he was really like the first celebrity bartender which mm-hmm. i in my opinion celebrity bartenders are just white dudes who want to get laid unless you're yeah. isaac from the love boat he did get laid. Uh, that's right. Let's be real. He just wasn't white. It was the love boat. Otters <laughs> would have got a lot of action on the love boat. Oh, I'm just saying. I wish I could travel back in time. Seriously. And be on the love boat. He would have yeah. banged Chachi. Chachi? <laughs>
Chachi? Coochie Coochie. Oh, Charo. Oh, what's Chachi? Chachi. Oh, Chachi. <laughs> <laughs> that's Scott like Bale. Chachi? No, that's Scott Bale. I'm sorry. I, I, think, uh, I think Joni would have had a problem Joni with loves that. Chachi. <laughs> I don't think so Damn there, it. Isaac. Get away from my man. This is too funny to cut. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so the other thing um, that uh, you wanted me to put in, but it ended up not making much sense right. at the time, um, the interludes where we do round right. one, round two, round three, we had Anders do them all as yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right. For some reason, he had been doing the Schwarzenegger voice off air. We recorded a couple of things that day with him, three things actually, and every now and then he was just going, and he does a pretty decent... <laughs> no, he's very good at it. That's right. It's an over the top Schwarzenegger, but it's oh, very sure. funny. So I thought we had to put at least Andres doing round three, which is my favorite of the three he did. <laughs> round four? I mean three! <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm right here! <laughs> it was round three. <laughs> <laughs> so and the, there's one other funny part that I thought was is mm. where I just randomly go off with Scott for not owning a absence atomizer. Yeah, you're very you're very mean to me. <laughs> Scott's so buzzed up he just takes it. Just yeah, no, I was fine with it. I was, goes about his business, which we, is really funny. We recorded three things that day. We recorded the Quizki, the cocktail episode, and then Legion, right. the, the Legion short right. that just came out last week. Uh God, it was such a pleasure and an honor to talk to someone. Like pretty high up, I guess, from in the Jim yeah, Beam company, yeah, the brand Adam, ambassador Adam Harris. Yeah, the senior brand ambassador for uh, Beam Sumatorian. I mean, he's the nicest guy. To yeah, talk to. yeah, really nice guy. We had a great, we had a really good time with him. So, um, how long are we recording? Oh, like two hours. Right. We're like two hours. Scott will drop this down to about an hour. Honestly, though, our last calls are always long. They're for our true fans. Nobody casually clicks on the last call. So let's talk about a little bit of what's coming up. Yeah. On the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Exciting. Love. Foreshadowing. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. On the podcast. The podcast. Drinking whiskey and getting drunk and getting not paid to do it, but still it's fun. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have an infinity the Infinity Bottle's done. We're waiting for Gabe's schedule to open up, or right. else you would have fucking had that already. Don't get right. me fucking started. Okay. All right. The Infinity Bottle's done. All right. It's exciting, and I can't oh. wait to taste it. But I can't taste it because Gabe has shit to do. It, Don't even hear anything. We're going to do a episode with uh, Barrel. Jeff is coming on to do an episode with Barrel. Jeff, Jeff's going to do that. We're going to do a um, our absolute first tour of the United States. We're calling it the United States of Whiskey, and right. we're going to take a state, and we're going to highlight two, at least two, of their small craft distillers in that right. state. So the first state's coming up is Tennessee. Right. Every state has a distillery. New Jersey has several. Try to avoid like the most gigantic ones. Yeah. We're, we're not going to do Kentucky. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Kentucky. Like Kentucky, you, we got big. it. You make whiskey. Yeah, we, we know g- that. We got it. Okay. We're going to do a bourbon barreled wine episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because like last year, we did a bourbon barrel beer. We were also going to do another bourbon barrel beer episode correct because there's like hundreds of those um we're gonna do another ladies night cocktail are we i didn't know about this yeah but we're gonna do it holiday edition all right but the girls are coming for uh, the wine one too. the right? girls are coming for the wine so we're gonna have different ladies oh shit siobhan 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 and and sue sue yeah siobhan and sue pairing two of our favorites together that have never been paired together exactly and uh, because they've met each other yeah and i think it's going to be hilarious they could scissor we don't know (laughs) oh my god (laughs) 
Shabbat's in the room. That's why edit. it's funny. <laughs> Don't edit. It's funny. Scissor. <laughs> We're going to have our second whiskumentary topic to be determined. Yeah. We're going to have three or four parts. We don't, we're not sure yet. We may have a single barrel expression comparison between two distillers that we have not done yet. Four Roses and Old Forester. They're two mainstays. We really have not addressed them on the podcast. We it's, haven't. No. We won't. Well, I mean, right. So if Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style came out during the Prohibition with commentary, but they begged to be there. <laughs> they actually named themselves that we had to include them. We had to but include them. When you look at the history of those two distilleries, we haven't nearly broached them properly. So right. that's what we hope to do. Yeah, and then that takes us right into like excusing all the shorts, right. which we will do, of course, with quick taste and et cetera, right, right into the Whiskey Madness 2021. We have no idea what that's going to be like. No, but, not yet. But we don't. it's going to be fucking live and different. Yeah, and, and that's it. That's the next six months. So I have to tell you right now, after 18 months of doing this, I'm incredibly proud of what we've accomplished and i thank all of you for your support and and i thank scott for all his hard work he keeps us in the lane like he keeps us going downstream he keeps us bumping the sides he, <laughs> he, he plans he edits and he interprets my craziness for what i want it to be <laughs> and so i thank him and i thank you to have the six thousand downloads is amazing. Yeah, I mean, Not, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, in the era of COVID and the fact that we stopped releasing episodes on the last Thursday of every month, so we basically reduced our output by twenty five percent. The fact that we actually reached six thousand episodes before we even reached the eighteenth month right. of our podcast is astounding, and we thank you so much for listening. I mean, literally, think if we were just shouting into the darkness, I don't know how long we would do this. Right. So we thank absolutely every single one of you, all thirty-eight countries, yeah, the international countries. We thank especially because you are a small percentage of of the total, but you are appreciated nonetheless. And I thank Whiskey Advocate for their support and love. I want to thank our co-hosts, particularly Siobhan and Gabe, Jeff and Sue and Anders, people that have made this podcast better. We've had a great time doing it. We're going to do it for another six months and then hopefully another, you know, 10 years after that, we're going to keep going. Yeah, I'm really excited to do the next six months. But when you look at where we started 18 months ago with zero followers and zero love and zero listens, (laughs) to be sitting here with 6,000 downloads and 38 countries and 47 states I'm blown away by the support that we've got from everybody in the world. We have a tremendous six months ahead. And so tune in and thank you, Scott, for all you do. Well, uh, thank you, Ed, because all this work that you have highlighted and said that I do (laughs) is in service of a dream that the two of us have had since we started this podcast. And the energy that this podcast has is because of you. And if you were not around... And I'm and I am very much around. <laughs> spherically is what you're saying. Right, spherically. Yeah. Um, it could not happen. It really couldn't. It is a perfect collaboration between the two of us. And it's one of the most, I think I said it before, creatively satisfying things I've ever done in my life. Hey, happy whiskey to everybody. Get it on. For the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. We'll see you for the next six months. Let's go, bitches. It's go time.
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at Giant Cup of Awesome, spelled A-W-S-U-M, just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.